Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful and animated, for some reason today, wife, <laughs> Patty. She's she's being weird. I Hello. warn you. It's going to be a weird one. And anyways, today we're going to share with you five keys to a healthy, intimate relationship. So a little background about me and Patty. We've been married 11 years, just over 11 years, and together very like 15 over. years, 14, 15 years. Uh, 14. You know, I it's funny. So. She holds me accountable for for two anniversaries, our, mar- our marriage anniversary, and then the first day we went on a date. So sometimes I get these numbers confused. <laughs> You'll have to forgive me. Um, anyways. You love you love celebrating two anniversaries. Yeah. By, by a lot of people's definition, we, we consider ourselves to be soulmates, for, for lack of a better word, where we really just had... Right from the get-go, this knowing that that we had found our our person, our forever person. You know, we both prior to that were really just aching for finding somebody who we would just be able to walk through the rest of our lives lives with. Mm-hmm. That's just our perfect companion, and that's what we we have, and we still have. Now, it has not all been a tiptoe through the tulips, or, or, or <laughs> tiptoe through the tulips. You've never heard that before. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't wait to throw that in. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's not mine though. So, anyway, but it's not been easy, and it's taken. Even though we have this like soul connection, it's it takes a lot of work, and we we've learned a lot just through our own experience. And I I believe these five keys are gonna help a lot of you who are are already in a relationship and you want to strengthen it, or or you know just deepen it, or just <laughs> learn learn a thing or two that we've learned literally from from the trenches Mm -hmm. okay so anyways uh key number one is acceptance this is a hard one for even us all this stuff we're going to share is a work in progress Mm -hmm. this is things we we continually work on i worked on acceptance and acceptance of many things acceptance of each other's faults and issues acceptance of each other's journey and timing and process Mm -hmm. this can be challenging especially when one or even both start to spiritually awaken when you start to do that when you start to wake up and your your mind expands beyond its previous limiting filters you start to see the world and more more truth and everything one of the first things you notice is the faults of other people and the world so it's very easy and it becomes increasingly easier to see the dysfunction in your partner to see when their ego has taken them over and then now you have to deal with the brunt of it. Oh my goodness. You um, never have to deal with that ever. Fortunately, Patty doesn't have to deal with that for me, but <laughs> I'm talking generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it's, uh, you, you, you see what you did? I lost my train of thought. It can be, it Sorry. can be hard. It can be tempting, especially earlier on to, to want to go in and fix your partner. Why? Well, because you love them. You love them so much. You want to help them. Here, read this book. Hey, why don't you come to yoga? This yoga class with me, Kundalini Yoga. It's going to help you. It's going to awaken your chakras. You know, it, it can be very tempting to do that. But as we all know, if we, if we're honest, no one likes that. No one. <laughs> li- In fact, I'm dealing with that right now. <laughs> I just got back from Tony Robbins, and I've been like, honey, you should come next year. This and that. Mm-hmm. She's like, no. No, it's I'll not that I own. said no. I just don't. I don't take kindly to being told what to do. 
In fact, exactly. I know. just breached my own suggestion uh-huh. about a week ago. Uh-huh. It's a work in progress. But generally speaking, we've gotten a lot better yeah. at this. Let's see, I had a couple of things written down. So what do you want to share about that? You said really like accepting each other's journey. You yeah. mentioned uh, when I started shooting YouTube yeah. videos. So, um, you know, the, the biggest thing is um everybody's on their own journey and in their own divine timing they get what they need when they get you know when they get it and accepting that as reality is the challenge but it's very necessary i almost couldn't say that word (laughs) um so uh when we were living in florida um before Victor started his YouTube channel, he felt very strongly that he he was going to be on YouTube. So he started shooting videos. And to me, it was very obvious that it was just not his time yet because the, the videos weren't coming out. And I even said to him, like, honey, maybe it's just not the right time for you. Well, he didn't want to hear that, of course. And so he just kept shooting videos and he had to decide for himself that maybe it was not the right time. So I had to sit back and bite my tongue and just allow for him to, you know, have his process because, you know, he's, he felt very strongly about it. And I was like, you know, Hey, maybe I'm wrong too. Like maybe he's right and I'm wrong. So, you know, that's, that's just one, um, one example of yeah. you know having to like sit back and just say hey they're they're on their own journey right now and you know they'll get it when they get it and and the beauty of this is that you do that for each other mm-hmm. because again no one it's it's just not helpful and it's almost in a sense interference when when one tries to quote unquote help uh-huh. their partner in a way that we can see is obvious and you just do this and make this little change and just read this little quote and do this little practice and all is going to be roses but it just doesn't it, we're, we're powerful independent sovereign beings we're souls and we we do have our own kind of timeline and journey and it's uh and it, it can be challenging to accept one another's faults <laughs> accept one another's journey but in my opinion sitting back and watching, letting the other partner, you know, shoot a bunch of crappy YouTube videos, one of the most loving things one can do, yeah, metaphorically it, speaking. It's also, it's also a growing process for yourself, too, to allow for somebody to, to uh, make their own way in this, in this life journey. It's, you, get to, you get the opportunity to watch someone um, have their process. You you get the opportunity to watch someone grow and it's really it it's a beautiful thing it also is uh very helpful with teaching yourself patience you know because um as as much as you might want to help them it's just not the time yeah you know yeah if somebody wants help they will ask for help right you know you're pretty obvious yeah (laughs) yeah so another thing is growth, and this is what this is what a lot of people run into with with uh, when one person wakes up, the other the other one's not immediately on on board with that, and that can that can pose a, a, a concern. Um, and on one hand, 
a lot of times the other person will inspire the other person naturally to kind of get on board. Um, but regardless, growth, uh, some sort of a similar rate of growth, we would say, from our experience, is necessary. Now, of course, at least with Patty and I, there's been... There's been times where she's not motivated to grow, and I'm like, I'm going nuts, going to the, all these different events and, and retreats, and and doing all this plant medicine, and I'm like on this crazy speed, blazing forward and growth, and she just sort of lagging behind, you know. And then there or, are times, or maybe I've already done so much growth that it's my time to chill, and you're catching up. Very nice. Nicely done, honey. <laughs> no, but we both take turns doing that. Yeah, exactly. And and it's and then and then it, you know brings back you back around to accepting. Okay, well, just because I'm feeling currently motivated to do all this stuff, the other part maybe she'll, she'll eventually get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we've we both had friendships where where the the growth rate has been too incompatible mm-hmm. like with you know with friendships where i'm not going to mention names but i had this one close friend i talked about him before that he just did not he just sort of stayed the same as he was for for many years and i was on this spiritual path and i was really just just changing so much to where my values had shifted my my goals my dreams my where i was going in life all of it my priorities everything changed so much where there was just not there's no common ground at all anymore and the relationship just naturally kind of fizzled out in a very in a very natural way mm-hmm. that was not near that was not like uh forceful or vengeful or anything um but but it was just because of the the different paths we are on mm-hmm. you know yeah but when you're in a, a relationship with a with a you know your partner um, just because they're not growing at the exact same rate as you are doesn't mean they won't catch up, you know? Uh, I think when Victor started waking up, he, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think at some point you were a bit concerned that I was not going to uh, uh, catch up to to where you were at. You I know? wasn't, actually. I was on no? this naive sort of it'd be a tangent but no i had this sort of crazy outlook at that time that it was going to be just fine <coughs> but most people do <coughs> i was going through some weird stuff so i didn't think you, that was I, okay. I didn't really think about that i just okay. thought we we're all going to ascend and it's all going to be perfect. Uh, okay okay <laughs> gotcha but um most normal rational people probably might have that consider concern. that but yeah i just I, you know just trust the process and and just because their process doesn't look like yours doesn't mean it's not equal to yours yeah and you know as 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 you both as a couple experience life there will be changes that require growth for example I know for for you, you were saying like when I started to become more popular on YouTube and mm-hmm. I had like, you know, crazy, not crazy, but fans reaching out, swearing they're my twin flame and writing me love letters and, and then me going off to different, um, you know, going off to different retreats and traveling more. It was like all like a lot of these insecurities and stuff that mm-hmm. you probably had inside that were maybe dormant and, and not like triggered. Yeah, because uh, it they, all came to light and mm-hmm. sort of like it was like you're going to either s- swim or, or sink. sink or swim. Yeah. 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 That was um, that was a really uh, huge, huge uh, 
growth process for me. Um, it, you know, realizing that our relationship hadn't ever been sort of tested in that way. And so I never had to deal with that type of insecurity, you know? And, right. and when I finally did, it was like, I lost my mind, but I got it back <laughs> and I realized like, Hey, you know, it is what it is. And, and, you know, accept. I had to accept that, um, this was something that you were going to be doing. And if I didn't work on myself, then I was just going to go crazy every time you had to go do something, Yeah, you know? And it's like, I didn't want to feel that way. Yes. And those, those issues, you know, if they were to have continued to be unresolved, it would have been, I think too much pain and frustration for both of us where the relationship would have eventually just like ended mm -hmm. because of just that, you know, and, but I had to do the exact same thing with, with you. It yeah. came, it came back around full circle because it was easier for me. I was the one getting all this attention and Patty was just my wife and raising the kids. And for a while we lived in this camper in mm -hmm. San Diego. Neither of us had really knew anybody. Yeah. We barely went out except to go to the gym and the grocery store and, you know, together we'd go to the beach and stuff, but there was never like where you were going out with your friend or mm -hmm. anything. But then now that we're in Las Vegas, we've met, we just have all these friends now and uh -huh. I feel, we feel so blessed. And, uh, you're now branching out and pursuing your own purpose beyond the scope of being a mother. And that's bringing in, in new relationships, new experiences where mm -hmm. you're doing your own traveling, running your own retreats, going to your own retreats, meeting all these new spiritual people <laughs> where there's this possibility where the soulmate, the other soulmate might come into play. <laughs> yeah, right. You might just meet, I don't have to beat him up now. <laughs> I'm over it, I swear. No. And then at one point, she met this guy. She never had really... She had a, a, a gay guy friend one time, Chris, which of course I yeah, was, I was not threatened by. But uh, Right, she, I've never had a straight male friend until um, we moved here to Vegas and I met my friend... I don't know if I should say his name. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't have to know. She has this. She has this friend now. Um, that initially, when she, she was like, "I have this friend, and I feel a love for him," and I was like, "You better not." <laughs> you better. Who not. is he? You know, I'm like, "Oh, it's him." Okay, he's not a bad guy. But it's still there. Would these issues would come up yeah. of like jealousy, insecurity, that kind of thing. But but so it was more like she's like, "Well, I have this friend now, and you're gonna have to fucking deal with it because <laughs> it's uh it's like a real bond. You have a real bond with this guy, uh -huh. and there's nothing wrong with that. It was like me, I had to deal with it." Uh -huh. You know, and I would get mad every time you'd text you and all this kind of stuff. But, but it was like, that was my, my opportunity <laughs> to either sink or swim, yeah. to grow. So I love you. I want you to be happy. I, I am a, smart enough to know this is my own, not, this is my <laughs> own insecurities and honey, this triggers me, but I'm going to go and deal with it. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's gotta be that, there's gotta be a willingness to grow, especially as one person starting to wake up, they're going to be growing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, let's see what did I have written here uh, I wrote down here a little caveat like if you do it right and you're not too I'll just show you what I read if you do it right and you're not too pushy and you show love compassion and patience oftentimes your growth will inspire and motivate the other mm -hmm. rather than you needing to to like tell them what they need that usually will just delay whatever growth mm -hmm. potential is there in the first place yeah yeah so it's like you knew the whole time that you have to just get over yourself, Victor, but trying to like 
push me in into certain circumstances that you thought might help that would have just infuriated me more. Right. I had to kind of come to it on my own Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. But that's where the love comes in. That's where the love and the patience comes in, where you're willing to do that for each other. Number three is communication. Like with without communication, there's no closeness. There, I went to a Tony Robbins event, and he, he mentioned like for an intimate relationship to be sustained, there must be proximity. You must be there. Must be a a, a, clo- a, a sustained closeness with the other person and there's many ways to do that but one of the most important ones is just to to talk mm-hmm. and i would i found it fascinating in fact it almost made me question our own relationship like are we weird but i would when i was a personal <laughs> trainer i would train a lot of couples a lot of families you know one person would come in and say wow and this guy's getting me f- stop doing that please she's making this really weird face sorry <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. Anyway, yeah, I would end up training. Long story short, I would end up training entire families because people would bring their members in because they were getting results. And I just happened to train a lot of couples. Now, they would train at different times. So I would hear like, oh, here's so-and-so. And here's, I'd hear about their life. And then I'd hear the, from the partner and I'd hear about their life. And I would sometimes say, oh, yeah, did, did, uh, did your wife mention this? We were talking about this. And they're like, well, no. And, and it would happen... Uh, on both ends where it was evident to me point being that there was like no communication i would know way more about their other other, partner their (laughs) partner than their partner did and it was like wow i'm this personal trainer this 20 year old kid you see that for 45 minutes a week and i know way more about you your dreams your goals your life what's been going on with you and how you're feeling and then your lover the person you're married to and it was like, that was the case with a lot of them, mm-hmm. not just some, but the majority. And on the surface, it was like, they seem like, oh, this is how it is. Um, but in my opinion, that's not... Uh, well, that's not, it's not good to... It's not good. And no. Some of them have divorced since then and mm-hmm. that I've maintained contact with. But it's like, that communication is, is so key. And in today's society, where where both, both part, parties tend to a lot of times hold full-time jobs. Right. It's like so common to live separate lives under the same roof. Yeah. That, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um, my parents kind of have that sort of relationship where I remember like years ago, I like told my mom to tell my dad something and she was like, well, you better tell him. And I was like, I didn't even live with them at this time my mom like you sleep in the same bed as him like why can't you just tell him like roll over look at him and say hey patty told me to tell you this yeah you know but it was like a foreign to to them for that yeah it's and it just i was like made me realize like that i definitely don't want that and i think that's one of the reasons why we do have such good communication you know because i i just wanted to I wanted to make sure that we weren't just roommates, you know, right. just like friends. Yeah. Friends that just like had sex every once in a while, you know, it's like, yeah. that was not the kind of, um, relationship that I would have been happy in. No. And I think fortunately, because we do a lot, I speculate, but because we do a lot of these other things that require effort and patience and whatnot, um, the communication for us has always come naturally. Yeah. 
Um, but there, you know, where we just always just naturally want to talk and tell each other everything, everything yeah. like every little detail, not in some sort of weird, needy way. It's just, just how we are. We're just like, oh, anytime I like hear something cool or learn something or have a cool experience, I'm like excited to, to tell you about it yeah. and vice versa. Now, there, with that said, there have been times where, especially when we both have been sort of focused on our own visions and purpose, that we've had to kind of uh, put Make, energy mm-hmm, into that yeah. where... If it were up to us, we just each talk about our own lives that seemed at that point distant, you mm-hmm. know, where we'd really have to like say, okay, let's let's get some common ground back. So there have been times where we'd have to use effort. Yeah, <coughs> especially like when I was on my sage my sage diet, that was really hard because sage had me very much um, uh, disconnected from like connecting with anybody but myself that was like her goal was to have me connect more with myself so so that was um really challenging in that when I was on my diet having that strong connection but as soon as the diet was closed we were back you know yeah um and I think that's also what's really um a really important takeaway is that just because you are getting like sort of lost in in your day-to-day life and maybe the communication aspect is, you know, you're maybe feeling a little bit more disconnected from your partner. That doesn't mean you can't get it back. You know, uh, as soon as you become aware that that's happening, it's really important to do what you can to try and and get back to each other. Right, right. I agree. I'm going to have to take a one second little break here. We're going to keep it rolling. But do you care if I go with Aaron at 2.30? No. Okay. <laughs> I told you. Sorry, my friends. We don't know how to really cut out spots. We never cut our podcast, and I had to get back to them. Anyway, one last thing I wanted to share about this, a little <laughs> tip that really has helped us, is uh, a date night. We have a lot of mm-hmm. date nights. Yeah, In we fact, do. We try to it. do one every week. but not. We don't always do one every week, but we that's like the goal. Yeah. I was at this, uh, again, this Tony Robbins event. Super impactful. That's why I bring it up so often. And there was this time where I forgot the exact topic. It was like a relationship day. And I was sitting there with uh, like four or five people. And most of them were were couples. Almost all of them, in fact, were. But they weren't they weren't together. So it was all like four or five people. And their partner was elsewhere because they wanted everyone kind of separated. And almost all of them had the same issue, as I just discussed, where just, there was no communication. They were just like barely even friends, living under the same house. I remember I brought up the idea of a date night. I'm like, well, me and my wife, we make make it a, a point to go on a date every single week. And I could tell the way they all took that was like they could not even <clears throat> they couldn't even conceive of themselves <laughs> doing a weekly date night. I don't I could tell that just based on the way they <clears throat> received me talking about that. <laughs> Sorry, me and Patty are both ext- <clears throat> We we're extreme. getting over a sickness, but so now I'm just, we're all hacking up lungs here. We'll be, we'll be okay. We'll just yeah, pick we our really, lungs off, off, up off the floor. I'm just kidding. No. We really tried. We, that's why we're late. We tried yesterday and we were just not up to it. We were like spaced out. And anyway, so yeah. just pardon with us. We're trying to be prompt with our schedule. But anyway, I could just tell it was like the idea was so foreign to them. A date with my spouse? Like that, I can't imagine that. Like, so anyway, why wouldn't you if that's date a crazy idea to you, then there's already a, a lot of work that needs to be done. In my mm-hmm. my opinion, that's like Same. a lot of set, a lot of distance has already been created and accepted. 
And that's not good. No, but um, it doesn't mean you can't get that back. You just might need to go to it like an extreme length if you want it to work with your partner. And what is one date night away? I, yeah. know. <laughs> I remember like for yeah, her first stage, this diet she did, it was like a few weeks where there was a, a, an unusual distance between us. And mm-hmm. it was partly because of the diet. We were just busy. But then like we reconnected. I forgot like what we did exactly, but we had like one date night that after it was all said and done. And it was just like, Magical. it made us, it was like magic. It made us feel like we were just falling in love all over again. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that didn't just happen. Like, we didn't get lucky. We created that by putting the time, the energy and the, the commitment to each other with that date night. Mm-hmm. Not that you have to do the date night, but some, some kind of proactive measure to maintain that communication, which is sort of synonymous with closeness. Yeah. Also, another another tip that you could do, like if you don't want to go out to eat, if that if like you can't really like, you know, afford to go out to dinner every week, you could just do like a special date night at home where you like make like you know your favorite dinner or your spouse's favorite dinner and have like some wine or whatever their favorite tea is or something, and. Um, you know, have like a nice little date night at home and, and do it that way. But, um, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a going out on the town kind of date night. Right. But those are helpful. Yes. Yeah, so moving on. Another thing <coughs> that I feel is important is intimacy. We yes. make time for intimacy. Tony Robbins says, the only difference between a friendship and an intimate relationship is intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that we have noticed just from talking to people, like how how that tends to dissolve in a lot of couples. Yeah. But that's like, that's a sort of a dangerous, dangerous territory. Yeah. It's, um, that's one thing that we have always made time for, you know, and, and um, even there was like a point where like my, my libido was not nearly as strong as as victors and um it was like we we like sort of set days like okay monday wednesday friday like you know we we like planned it out we talked about it we said how many days a week would you be happy with you know and how many days a week would would i be happy with let's compromise you know and then yeah we'll (laughs) meet in the middle so for us it was like three three times a week and um you know it was like it was like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then it was like, you know, no matter what, you always, you know, are intimate with each other Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, I would be happy. Even if I didn't want to at first, I'd be happy that we did, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it made it very apparent how important that aspect of the relationship is, you know, and even if it's one time a week for you, you know, not everybody has as high of a libido as, as, <laughs> as you do, honey, but right. you know, so you have to just, um, you know, go with what works at, and what's natural, you know, like if you guys are some, a couple that has, you know, intimate relations, intimate relations, um, like once a month, you know, then I would definitely up it to at least once a week, you know? Yeah. Personally, I think it's important to connect in that physical way. Yeah, it's funny. They had, uh, again, another Tony Robbins reference. <laughs> at, at the conference, they were doing like, like an intervention with a couple. And this one woman, he like got it out of her. Like, so how often are you intimate? And she's like, well, not very. 
He's like, well, specifically, how about what, 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 how often? He's like, well, not as much as I'd like to. He's like, well, what, what's the number? What, once a week, once a year, what? He said, well, once every few months. And then, Whoa. and then like he kept making it a point when he would reference that and say, oh yeah, well, when you're only having sex once a quarter, he would say, <laughs> to kind of really make it clear like, wow, that's not good. Uh-huh. Um, but any, anyway, I just thought it was kind of a little funny thing. Yeah. But that this couple, you could tell, was on the verge of not making it. Yeah. And, and that's probably one of the key key reasons. Now, it's not just about like your physical gratification. It's, it's not like that. You know, everyone can kind of get used to being somewhat celibate. Um, but it's more about just like it's such a being with someone sexually is such a intimate thing to do. It's such a vulnerable um closeness it's like a degree of closeness with another human being that not many if if maybe nothing else can really bring about and it's like it's very powerful to to be intimate with your partner it can really quickly rekindle passion attraction love yeah and just that passion yeah it's it's an exchange of energy too so when you don't have that exchange of energy in a relationship, then you're missing that aspect, Yeah, you know? And, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, whenever we don't have, um, like sex as often as we normally would, you know, you can, we can feel that, um, a growing distance. Yeah. 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 And the longer that you go without, the longer you can go without, yes. you know? The more normal it becomes. <laughs> That's a dangerous normal yeah. to get used to. And I also want to just touch on, too, it's also very important to have non-sexual intimacy as well, where, like, you're kissing your partner and, and hugging them and, like, massaging them and just putting your hands on your partner. Like, that, there's so much... Um, important like energy exchange and just being physically touching your partner even non-sexually you know that when I was on my rose diet that was like the biggest thing that she worked on me with was like the the understanding of like the difference between intimacy and sexual intimacy and they can be the same but they can be very different and um you know finding what works for you and your partner is um is really, really, really an important balance. Yeah, I think just being like flirtatious is, you can have, mm-hmm. I was like flirting with you earlier, wasn't I? Yeah, we were. You did a lot, <laughs> I was, don't I? I was flirting with you too. Yeah, like just little things like that to, <laughs> to where it's like you let each other know that I don't think of you just as a buddy or a, or a housemate. Right. That yeah. you're my lover. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, anything else you want to add before we move on to the last one? No. The last one is a, a balance. This is something that we never really had but weren't aware of. Um, and what we mean is like a balance of togetherness and also alone time. Like mm-hmm. having the other person free to really be their independent selves. Mm-hmm. Like if Patty demanded on to like <clears throat> be a part of like everything I do with my my career, it would it would drive me crazy. It would really constrict a very natural part of me, a natural 
like masculinity and natural passion that I have that cannot be compromised for me to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and at the same time, here we are, we're working together. We, we have this together, but also we have our, our love together, our, our dates and our time and mm-hmm. our evenings and all the different time we hang out. Um, but I also have my me time, my, mm-hmm. my Victor time. And then you have that as well. Yeah. Right? I get, yeah. I'll, I, um, well, I've been doing my, I went to a retreat. Uh, well, I've been to a couple of them now, but um, I'll have a friend over or I'll go get coffee with a friend. And, you know, like I do things that only I can do, you know, for myself. So, um even like you go to the gym. We used to work out. We used to do everything together. Oh my God, yeah. We used to literally do everything together. We'd go to the store together. We'd eat together. We'd cook together. We'd we'd do the exact same workout at the same time together. We'd <coughs> literally spend no time apart. <coughs> and we thought, we just love each other so much. This is perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, when we started branching out, that's when like, oh wow, we realized that this is not, this is not exactly healthy. Yeah. Well, and it's also, it's important to like have you know a per like you have Aaron and you know and I have like my my girlfriends and you know you as much as I love you and I love hanging out with you and I love communicating with you you can't feel that female bond right you know and I can't feel that male bond that you have with Aaron like I can't give you that and it's important that you have that that you have friendship that don't involve me because well you need it but also it it can give us it's it's fun because then it's like oh what did you do today you know gives us something else to talk about you know what i mean so it's um it's good for both you know aspects yeah yeah so i think that's i think that was good i think it sums it up yeah yeah i think so Cool. Well, anyways, my friends, hopefully this episode has been able to help you in some way. We wish you nothing but the best. Thank you for being with us through our... Through our Hacking uh, up our lives. 400 <laughs> coughs apiece during this podcast and the interruption with the text message there. Um, but uh, anyway, we had fun making this and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I wish you all an amazing week and a beautiful holiday season. I don't think yeah. we'll talk to them until, until after, Christmas. after Christmas. So for those of you who celebrate Christmas... Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) And we will see you all next time. Have an amazing day. Peace. Namaste.